and welcome to Squid Pro Quo, a Squid Game podcast where there are only three rules. One, a player is not allowed to stop podcasting. Two, a player who refuses to podcast will be eliminated. And three, the podcast may be terminated if the majority agrees. I'm Sean. I'm Mike. We're in the... There we go. We didn't talk about that beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. I'm very, I'm very proud of you. That was very We're good. the Squid Boys. Yeah, we are the Squid Boys. Hello. Uh... Thank you to everybody who listened to our first episode on my other podcast's feed. You can now find it on its own feed, but a lot of people were in the discord saying nice things and talking about squid game. And that got me more excited to do this podcast than I even already was. So thank you everybody. You guys are awesome. Can I, can I just start off by, by sharing something like, like, like kind of weird. Sure. Okay. So like when I was doing that intro just then, like I just, right after I started hella saliva, Mm. I was like, man, I gotta make it through this intro without pausing. So I made it though. Dude, I'm so I'm so proud of you that the I'm saliva <laughs> can be rough, man. It can, Saliva's especially like crazy. it's a it's a wordy intro. Like it's not like other shows where I'm like name uh, uh thesis like thesis of the podcast and we're into it. Like I gotta right. do this whole like there's the three rules thing, you know? So I'm I'm really proud of myself for making. Also, thank you for listening to the first episode, guys. Yeah, and I'm sorry that you no longer want to listen because of Sean's <laughs> saliva anecdote. <laughs> I'm sorry that he ruined it. I, I was I was gonna say it before you jumped into the thank you, but you jumped right into it. So I was like, man, I I gotta bring it up, but now I gotta go back to it. So it's going to be even weirder, but I, I knew it was a sacrifice that had to be made. It's okay, dude. I understand. Speaking of uh, people, you know, listening, you had, you had some uh, people share their, their strategies. I did. I did. So let's talk about that. So uh, last week, obviously, we did the first episode, or actually, I, th- I guess this is coming out the same week. But whatever. Last episode, I should say. Last episode, we uh, obviously, they went through red light, green light. And in the Discord, which the server to join the Super Spike Eddie Bros Discord is in the uh, episode description. Yes, it is. We had a reply from Mr. Jip214, good friend of the show, who gave his strategy for how he would survive Red Light, Green Light. And he also gave his strategy for how to survive the Squares game. Yes. And uh, I want to start the Squares game because I, 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 you know... Uh, I don't know anything about this game, so I don't know how true this is. But what, what Jip said is that he said, and I'm just going to quote him. He says, uh, also, you didn't ask about that game. But if I was playing the squares game, it's not about how hard you hit it, but how you hit it and or how you hit. And then he did exclamation mark Jason J. Kona. Anyway, if you hit it with a corner, it does less power and will be harder to turn. You want to hit you want it to land flat as possible. Uh, which Interesting. I, I don't know if that's true. Jip, an expert on on Korean uh, games. Uh, I did not know that about Jip, but I'll buy it. I don't and know if I, I don't know like... if I buy it. Jip. <laughs> also, I want to clarify: you call Jip a good friend of the show, <laughs> uh, friend of the show, maybe. He hasn't earned um, a good friend yet. Yeah, I was trying to be nice. You're a very nice man. You know, I I called you a man, and that was weird to me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Am I not a man? It's it's like how Lee just keeps calling everybody sir. Like it felt weird, you know. <laughs> I guess, I guess. 
acquaintance of the show, Jip, also talked about the red light, green light strat. And he said, OK, my red light, green light strat is to be at the very, very edge of the room. When everyone starts panicking and running towards the back, you could get bumped and get killed super easily, even if you're standing still. If you to one of the corners in the beginning, there is less potential to have some someone run into you and knock you over. After that, I would just walk like the old man did. Running is not an option. Yeah, he's right about that. Um, I The thing is, though, like when people are talking about their strategy for that game. The way that game is set up, like. You'd have to know you're going into it and none of these people knew they were going into it, right? Yeah. Or like they knew they were playing red light, green light at a certain point, but they didn't know it was red light, green light to the death, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know it's easy yeah. for everybody to say what they would do, but it's like, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I'd probably get shot pretty, pretty quick. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think I would be in the rush of people. And I think I said this in the first episode, going to the door and getting killed. Like, I just I think my my fight or flight instinct would kick in. If I survived that first rush, I think I'd be okay. Like, okay, if I if I could, if I realized if I was in a right state of mind and said, okay, I need to not move and I didn't get pushed Mm -hmm. over by anybody or anything like that, I Mm -hmm. think I'd be okay. But if I I think it's more likely that I'm like either running with the crowd or I get shoved over by somebody or something like that. And I wouldn't know that I can get to the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't know if I'd want to start in the corner. Yeah. And I mean, getting knocked over isn't technically the end because we saw like like Gihan gets gets mm-hmm. knocked over. Mm-hmm. So so I, if you get knocked over, you might still be able to survive. It's, it's just, very true. You know, it's not a it's not a uh, guarantee. Thanks to Jip, dude, for for. Yeah. Given us his feedback on what his strat would be. Um, if if someone wants to be like Jip, Sean, and respond and and, to, and say what their strategy would be on a certain game or say anything about Squid Game in, in general or our podcast, how would they do something like that? Well, in the description of this podcast, there will be a link to join the Super Spaghetti Bros Discord, the home of both the Answer Report podcast and this podcast and Coach by Terra, a podcast where... Uh, Mike's girlfriend, Tara, recaps books to him. Uh, all those places are, are are contained in that in that discord. And there's a channel for a squid pro quo discussion. If you want to talk about it, like alongside the episodes as we're covering it. And also a squid game spoilers chat where there's already been some uh, some conversation happening. Yes, definitely. Uh, I had a conversation with Diana today about some some squid game stuff. And if you want to talk just spoilers for the entire season, you can do it in that channel. Yeah. But yeah, again, the link to do all that is is in the description. And you should join because I don't think there's a, a better group of people. Well, wow, Sean, that's very nice. Thank you. You are a big reason why that group is such a good group as well, though. Oh, keep being nice to me. Go on. I don't know if I have anything else to say. <laughs> uh, what I also want to say is if you don't like Discord for some reason, you're a weirdo or whatever, yeah. you can email yeah. us at squidboyssbq at gmail.com. <laughs> That's squidboys, boys with B O I Z S P Q at gmail.com. Yeah, I know. It's a great email. I'm so happy about it, Mike. I knew you'd like it. I, I, Squidboys uh, is maybe the crowning jewel of. <laughs> Of the podcast, if if nothing else comes out of it, 
the idea of of calling <laughs> calling ourselves Squid Boys is is worth it all to yes, me. Yes, we are the Squid Boys. All right, so this week we're talking about episode two. It's titled Hell, which uh, I, I think is a pretty accurate description. Agreed, agreed. I guess before, like, I'm, I'm going to throw it over to you to kind of take us through the episode itself. I do want to talk about it kind of overall really quickly because this is the episode that, for me, sold the series. Like, the, the cliffhanger of the first episode is like, man, this is some shock. This is crazy. This is, a, this is a good way to get people hooked to the next one. But I think what's so smart about this episode is where it takes the characters after the explosive finale of the last episode. It really slows down and lets you really spend time with each of the leads. And it, I don't think the rest of the series like works if you don't see this episode. For sure. It really puts you in the mindset of, you know... You're like, man, any normal person would never go back to that place. Exactly. But it gives you the eye. It almost makes you go, well, if that was my life, I think I might go back to that place. Right. Mm -hmm. And it it really uh, introduces kind of all of the characters we're going to be dealing with over the next, you know, uh, six episodes or wait, seven episodes. And um, (laughs) it, it, it really gives them all compelling reasons with the exception of um we don't we don't see a lot of backstory on, on number 1 uh but he no. just kind of mentions that you know his it, it's it's worse out here than it is in there and i i think every character we see exactly why it is that way and why they would want to go mm-hmm. back cuz i think without that you'd just go wait why only psychopaths would go back here which still might be the case but at least they're psychopaths with motivation you know yes and i i think like I mean, we'll obviously we'll get into it once you once you start to recap it and stuff. But again, like you said, it just. You watch the episode and by the end, you're like, I can see how if I was in this character's shoes in this exact situation, they are where I would be like, this death game is better. The, the, I'm glad you said that, because that's really. It, it is kind of, you know, at the time, I remember watching this episode the first time I watched it, I kind of I kind of didn't like this episode. Okay. And not because it's not good, because it is very good. But I'm the kind of person that's like, you just get me get me back to the the, the squid game, mm-hmm. you know. I I mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. to get back there. But the longer you watch it, the more you realize how important this episode was, and that was just me being like I I wanted some mind-numbing like violent like action kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And this this the series was taking me in a different direction that I wasn't, I didn't realize I, I wanted it to, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. and, and I appreciate that about it now, but yeah, no, it, it, it's a really good episode. Actually. It's one, it's the longest episode. I think. Ooh, is it? I, I think it's over an hour. It's like an hour. four. I, I think there's, I think there's one more that's long. Really? Maybe you're right. That might be longer than this. Well, it's either the longest or second longest episode, but yeah. it's, well, it covers the most for sure. Oh no, you're right. It is the longest. Uh, do you want to go ahead and and, and yeah, take us into start it recapping? So we uh, pick up first of all the cold open, so to speak, which you, sometimes cold opens are more used in like comedies to like just set up a funny bit or whatever. But this cold open is a uh, it shows the um, soldiers uh, packing up these dead bodies in these caskets with ribbons around them, and you see one of the caskets kind of 
creep open and a hand starts to climb out and oh, you hear God. you hear a breath and the soldier doesn't think anything of it. He shoves the fingers back in and staple guns the thing closed and they're just cremating all these people. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Like it, it's a really cool um I, I like a lot of times how those cold opens really set like what's going on with like how this whole operation works. And it's just yes. kind of like uh uh like a look into like what this operation's like because we don't know a ton about it yet. So I really yes. like that. Tonally, tonally, it's very different than a cold open like the I want it that way cold open from <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, but I, or Kevin spilling the chili in the office. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking about Kevin. Literally the best cold open of all time. Kevin spilling the chili. It's really good. Uh, this this opening is it, is horrific, and it's the because like in the in the first episode you don't get if I remember correctly a ton of like the workers being or the guards or whatever being like because we don't see them shooting the guns. I don't think right. Maybe yeah, you don't see them shooting the guns. No. The guns are being operated from the ceiling. Yep. This is the first time where you're just like. Oh, these people are fucked up. Right. Like no remorse shoving that hand back in the box and sealing it shut. Yes. Like not even a open it and and put them out of their misery first type of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they don't care and it's it's it I think it it asks some questions about uh the people running the show. Yes. Definitely. So after the cold open, we catch up with our crew who it's it's mere moments after the red light green light game and everybody's kind of sitting huddled in fetal positions and you know arms wrapped around legs and no nobody's happy and the no. uh the main the main head soldier man comes in and uh it starts with um number 212 who is a character uh we don't know a lot about yet but she becomes more important later on and she starts to beg and plead that they let them go home she'll pay off her debts please she hasn't even named her child yet that she just had you know Mm -hmm. she's basically saying anything that she can to um go home and then a a whole group of people join in they're all bowing and saying please please we'll pay our debts we'll pay our debts and the uh soldier mentions hey I'm, i'm not here to make sure you pay your debt i'm providing you an opportunity and he starts to read the rules and everybody's panicking and there's a gunshot. And basically what comes of it is Song Wu stands up and says, hey, the third rule is that if we all agree that we don't want to play anymore, we can go home. Like the majority agrees. And they said, very well, we'll do a vote. And that is so fascinating to me because during that entire conversation when they're all back. And by the way, I do because I did write it down. I do want to note 255 people died in the. Yes. Uh, in red light, green light, which is a lot, a lot of people that I'm not sure. I feel like I saw 255 people die at the end of episode one, but I'll, I'll take the show's word for it, word for it. During that scene, when they're all begging, the the guard is very quick to bring up rules one and two. But saying has to like stand and be like, oh, you're forgetting three. Right. Which I think is interesting, especially when you see things that happen later in the episode, how the the guards are are so quick to enforce 
the the laws of the of the of the land in this case when it benefits the game suits the game yeah yeah yeah. yes for sure and i think that's very telling and i it it almost seems like it might be a psychological trick and we'll we'll get more into that as we as we go through the episode but before they vote he says hey let's let's show you how much winnings there are and the piggy bank lights up and it just starts filling with money and it's it's filled with 25.5 billion won uh which is a lot of money and a lot of people's attitudes change. Oh, yes. A lot of people. Um, and uh, 212 asks Wolf, wait, if we win, how much do we get? And it's 45 billion, 45.6 billion won. Is it 45.6? I thought it was 4.56. Yeah, it's 4.5 billion. You're right. Because it's, yeah, so- it's, it's 100 million for every person who dies. Yeah, so I I wanted to I did this math because I was curious. 100 million won is roughly 85,000 US dollars. So, right away, the these this group is saying this is the value of a human life. Right. Which again, I think is an interesting stance for this group to take. And collectively as a group, because I know people have talked about like how much are they actually playing for? The 4.56 billion won from what I found is roughly 3.8 million dollars. Wow. Yeah, that that's that's a lot of money. And I, I, I said this last episode, I think, but I love the sound, the slot machine esque oh my god sound that yes. plays when the money's dropping. Like you won, hey, congratulations yes. kind of sound. And the lights dim and just the piggy bank is lit up and it's very it's very uh well done. And I wonder because you know, talking about the psychological aspect of what they're doing to these people, I wonder because obviously that's positive reinforcement, right? right? After you go through hell. I wonder if the design of the hallway they walk them through is also designed like that as a sort of positive reinforcement and yeah. how bright and colorful it is and how kind of wonderlandish it is. For sure. And fantastical. That's something I didn't really think about until uh you just brought up the sound of the Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The money just thing. the aesthetic of that is meant to be pleasing and and Yes. If not a giant maze that they'll get lost in if they try to escape. But also, <laughs> yeah, also that's pleasing. also true. <laughs> uh so we start a vote. And basically just the majority has to say they want to stop and they'll stop. So there's uh two hundred and one people left. And we start a they walk up to a box and they either hit yes, stay or no, leave. Uh, and they go in reverse order. So uh, Gihan is up first and he votes no. And then the woman after him votes yes. And he is just you look the look on his face of astonishment that this woman would mm-hmm. vote yes is just. And I, I love that that shot because he's just like, what? Yeah. And so they uh, continue to vote and it's a pretty even vote uh, at one point. Um, two twelve. The woman who was begging and pleading to go see her baby votes yes. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, interesting. And this guy just says, "What are we doing? We need to go home." And they start arguing. And they one of the soldiers puts him at gunpoint, and they say, "We will not allow anything to interrupt this democratic democratic process." And I just thought that was really funny. Like, <laughs> it's funny. I I also think it's another demonstration of the kind of what we were talking about a minute ago of. Acting as a bastion of of rules and regulations when it suits them. Right. When we're fighting to get 
out. It's like, no, this is a democratic process. You can't mess with the voting. You know, like, I wonder if they would have gotten as involved if it had been on the other, on the, if it had been, like, advocating, why, why aren't we voting to stay, yada, yada. But uh, I actually have an interesting I, theory yeah. on that that we can't really talk about till the end of the yeah. series. But yeah. um, I, I agree. They're, they're definitely playing to the rules of they're, they're manipulating these people to continue the game. So I have a list of uh, what these uh, important characters voted. Ooh, just, just to, okay. You know. Uh, and up for, uh, you know, obviously Gihan voted no. Sang, Sang Wu votes yes, which again mm-hmm. is another look of shock from Gihan as he walks into the room like, what? You know, I can't believe you. Uh, Ali, Ali, which we didn't learn his name yet, but I just said it. One, number 199, yeah. he votes no. 101, who is kind of the gangster guy with the, the tattoo, he votes no. And that was surprising to me. Um, oh, I forgot he votes no. Yeah, he votes oh, no. Oh, but that makes sense. That makes sense for what he does later. Exactly, exactly. But it, when I was rewatching, I went, yeah. wow. I even wrote wow in my yeah. notes. I wrote wow next to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. 67, the pickpocket gal, she she votes yes. And then it's up to, it's 100 to 100, and it's up to our final voter, and that is Mr. Uh, old Man 001. So when did you realize that it was going to come down to him? Like your first time through the moment that they said they were going in reverse order. Okay. It took me a little bit. I think it was after they started fighting and then they started voting again. I was like, Oh shit. It's coming down to the old man. Yeah. Uh, I, I figured when they did it in reverse order, I was like, it's going to come down to him. And Gihan has a moment where he remembers the old man telling him about his brain tumor. Yeah. And he goes, fuck, he's going to vote. Yes. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to die anyway. And he surprisingly votes. No. That shocked me my first time through. Yeah, I, me too. I thought for sure he was going to vote yes, and that's how the series was going to progress. Um, but again, it's one of the smartest pieces of writing in the entire show yeah. to have him vote no and take the group out. Right. Agreed. People, most people cheer, but then some people screaming at the guards, well, no, let, it, let some of us stay. And they said, hey, if the majority want to come back, we will reopen at some point. So they... Uh, you know, time passes and they get uh, cere- unceremoniously dumped in the street. And uh, Gihan is stuck with his, the pickpocket gal. And uh, they have, there's a funny moment where she, he helps untie her. And then she, he's like, okay, untie me. And then she's putting her clothes on. He goes, oh, yeah, I get it. It's cold out here. I'm cold, too. But then untie <laughs> me. And then she's like, I'm not untying you. You're just going to yell at me for the money I stole from you. And he's like, no, 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 I won't. I swear on my mom. And then the moment she oh takes his, his, she takes his hands untied. He's like, give me my money. Give me my money. <laughs> like the moment. He doesn't even hesitate. And he falls down because his legs are still tied. And she just says to him, man, I feel bad for your mom. You know, because yeah. he literally said, I, I swear in my mother's life that I won't yell at you about this money. I, I, I love how every action that he makes in this episode informs you uh and even in the last one as well just it informs you of who he is as a person at the beginning of all this we also we also find our our good friend song Wu and ali together and ali has to use his phone so they go to and his phone's dead so they go to a gas station and he buys a phone charger and he buys him some food and he gives him some money for bus fare and it shows this uh compassionate side of song Wu, which we hadn't seen we hadn't really seen a lot of song Wu yet we don't really know what he's about um 
but he's, you know, gives, giving Ali, who clearly has nothing, some money so he doesn't have to walk, you know, miles to yeah. get to his home. And it's a nice moment for him. I'm trying to remember what exactly happens next because there's a lot that happens in this episode. I think the next thing is the police, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gihan goes to the cops and he sounds like a crazy person. Again, I'm so like, I, I'm always, you, you're always like, why wouldn't they go to the cops? Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the show's like, okay, no, he's going to go to the cops. So he goes to the cops. And when I was rewatching it this past time, my question was, okay, apparently this, this game has been going on a while, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't necessarily know that yet, but it, it, it's implied, I think at this point. You're telling me he's the only one that's ever gone to the cops with a similar story. Here's my oh God. Um, this is really hard to talk about without getting into spoilers. My my question would be how many have actually voted to leave? Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think there's a specific reason that this group may, probably managed to vote to leave uh, that we can't get into until later. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I just thought it was an interesting thought in my head. Like, no. wait, what? Why? Yes. So basically, you know, they call the number and it's the wrong number. And then he tries calling the number and the phones on the service. So he's just like, all right, whatever. And when, when we're in there that we meet our good cop friend who I don't remember the name of right now, but he's like bringing a guy down to the station or whatever. And he goes, who was that? And he goes, some drunk, you know, and, but we're going to get to know him a little bit later in the episode. I literally wrote down in my notes, yo, it's hot detective man's hot detective man. He's he's a pretty attractive man. I'm not. I'm, he is. He is. I'm not against calling him that. Gian also bumps into Song Wu. And uh, Song Wu is kind of like spying on his mother, which is weird. And yeah. he tells Gihan that he owes six billion won in debt. Yeah. Which... Another. Oh, I mean, then. I'm, I, the money he would win from this wouldn't even get him out of that. Right. And right. that's crazy to think about. Holy fuck. I didn't even think about that yeah, until it's not, just now. It wasn't, it wouldn't even be enough. Um, and then they have, there's this funny moment that shows the intellectual levels of these two individuals where he, he says it wasn't just on stocks. It was on futures. <laughs> and Gian goes, you bet that much on your own future. <laughs> and he goes, it's not that kind of. Never mind. You know, it's one of one of those funny yes. moments. I also think, just visually, it's a very striking image. The two of them standing next to each other in their old hometown, because you get that the, the kid that made it and the kid that didn't. Right. You know, for sure. Like for sure. And the way that they dress and carry themselves, it very striking. Uh, uh, difference between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Song Wu comes off as very poised, even when he's stressed and and very like calm. And Gihan's very like emotive and very you know just like what you bet on your own future. You know he doesn't think before he speaks. No. Or I think this is also one of the moments where at least I remember <laughs> a running thing in the series where Gihan is like, but you you went to. <laughs> you went SNU. to the soul yeah SNU and it just fucking you just see you just see Songwoo's face and he's like ah oh, please shot right. uh, stop please yeah. stop just, please stop call, please stop talking to me about this please stop <laughs> yeah. telling people this uh, Gihan gets a call while he's talking to Songwoo from the hospital 
where his mother has been hospitalized with advanced diabetes. She has a lot of wounds on her feet. And I don't know how much you know about diabetes, Sean, but diabetes at advanced stages will make it so you do not heal wounds and you have to have feet amputated or, you know, whole bottom half of legs amputated. Mm -hmm. It's very terrible. And her feet do not look good. That's another thing I wrote down about this episode is the I love the 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 groundedness and the reality of it being something that seems as simple as as diabetes. That is, the, it's not like you have this rare can't right. like you know what I'm saying. Like it's 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 a real thing, and it's on your mother has ligma. <laughs> What's ligma? Uh, it it's it's not. It's not something like the, you have this this rare tumor that is, you know, whatever. And I think that's another thing that like is a mix part of this so universal a story to people even outside of South Korea. Like, like that's that's a big thing he, even here in America is yeah. is like diabetes medication and, and diabetes is a big problem. Yeah. So I I just I I really really love how grounded and real that it makes everything in this feel and even more grounded and real she can't afford to stay at the hospital yes because she doesn't have insurance because gihan canceled her insurance yeah and she has to go to work because she's she's the only one that makes any money the themes that this show touch on when it comes to the the poverty and and class struggle is a very universal theme that I think is a big reason why it hits so hard interna- internationally. Uh, For sure. Parasite, Parasite was similar in, in that, the movie, the, the Bong Joon-ho movie. Um, and I, I I don't think anywhere, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm really only basing this off two things, so it's a really ignorant statement statement to make. But I don't, I don't think anywhere is addressing class struggle in, in media like South Korea is. I mean, again, I'm I'm even more ignorant than you are, but I'll just agree with you for the sake of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm really happy about that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So we cut over to our friend, the pickpocket, number sixty-seven, and she's tending to her brother, who's living in an orphanage until she can find a way to smuggle her their parents out of North Korea. And I'm just gonna kind of cut to the second part of her story. Yeah, because it makes sense to me to do it grouped. Mm-hmm. Basically, she hired a broker that that ran off with the money through mm-hmm. this guy. And this guy is one of two individuals in this episode who were possibly the smuggest, like most douchebaggy looking guys they could have gotten to play these two individuals. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Like even just like their facial expressions when they're talking in 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 their native tongue is just like man this guy's a dickhead this guy's Dude, not as much I, of a dickhead as as ali's guy we meet later yeah but or i think it's before but I, we're doing this out of order regardless yeah anyway, she threatens him and throws hot coffee on him I fucking cheered, dude. I I I got so hyped when she threw the coffee at him. The fucking uh dub of this is is so oh, is so I forgot good. you're watching the dub. Yeah, I'm watching for, the dub <laughs> for the second time. And he's like, oh, whoa, that's hot, that's hot. Like it's so <laughs> funny. It's such a funny dub. And then I think he she robs him too, right? She takes the money out of his yeah. side pocket. 
which is yeah. apparently a thing in South Korea where a lot of gentlemen have their wallet right there because we see it again later. Yeah. Oh my god, I just, I just, I, I feel so dumb. I just realized that's what the the knife thing's about. What do you mean? That's how. That's how. I assume she's cutting the holes in the pocket with the. Because he puts his finger through it. There's a hole in his pocket after right. she's done. Like there is with the main character in, in episode one. And we see later on that she has a knife. But I. And also well, she in that puts scene, the knife she, to his throat too, knife. though. Yeah, yeah. But I just. I I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, how, how'd there get a hole in his pocket? <laughs> I'm so dumb. Yeah, come on, Sean. Sean, pull together, man. What are you doing? I was like, I was like, this guy's got a hole in his pocket too. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she she promises her kid brother that she'll get the parents back. But I think we find out that where where are they in North Korea? Is that where they are? Yeah, they're in North Korea. Uh, I kind of get the vibe that the dad is gone. Because when she goes to the dude for the broker, they're specifically talking about getting her mother yeah, out of Yeah, but the little North brother Korea. doesn't know that yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we meet up with Ali, who is confronting his boss, who, has ha- who hasn't paid him in what seems like mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And the dude's like playing like dominoes or something on his fucking desktop while he's talking to him. And he's, again, the second character who is just looks like one of the biggest pricks you could ever meet, dude. I've never wanted to punch someone in the face so badly. And he's just like, oh, man, you know, I need to go to the doctor, too. But, you know, money's been so tight. (laughs) And again, the dub of this is fucking hilarious, dude. He goes, oh, come on, Ali. You know, I I have to go to the doctor. Like, the voice is so, like, (laughs) bad and perfect. He notices an envelope of money on the man's desk, and the man notices that he notices. So he goes, oh, I can't talk right now. I got to go. So he grabs the money, and he chases him out, and they struggle over the money. And the boss puts his hand in a piece of heavy machinery and his hand just fucking explodes like blood. Oh, God. It's uh, one of those gruesome effects. Yeah. I think in the entire show. Yeah. It's it's very, very raw. Another thing I didn't realize until the second time watching. And I'm such a I'm so fucking stupid, Mike. I, (laughs) I was like, oh, that's how Ali lost his finger. Like, I just, I, I didn't yeah. pick up on it for the first time through for whatever reason. But he even says it. He says that that's how he lost his finger. He says, yeah, I couldn't get medical attention for my finger because I didn't have money yeah. to pay them. And that's how he lost his finger. Yeah. But I, I didn't realize, I didn't pick up on that until my <laughs> second time together, through. Man. <laughs> hey, to be fair, man, first time through subtitles, I, I missed a couple things, yeah. okay? Oh, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. So anyway, he runs with the money after the guy puts his hand in the press and gets to his wife and his very young infant child and says, hey, take this money, go home. I have to do something, but then I'll meet you there kind of thing, which, you know, at that point, he's saying I have to go back to the squid game, basically. Yeah. Uh, which clearly the money he took from the guy wasn't enough. Does, does he have the card at that point? I don't know where he I don't know if he I don't remember where he gets the card. If he even does, if they even show that with him. Yeah, I don't remember. I only remember where a couple. I think of them they the only card. show it with Song Woo and with uh, with Gihan. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think they show the other characters getting the card. It's just assumed. Yeah, they definitely don't show it for the mobster guy. Yeah, for Duck Su, who's our next. Uh, Duck Su. We Ooh. learn his name is Duck Su. He's in 101. 
and he reconnects with uh, one of his lackeys and it goes south as he is sold out. But his plan before he gets sold out is, hey, we're going to gather a bunch of guys. This guy's going to come pick us up in the van and we're going to gun him down and then we're going to go and we're going to take that piggy bank full of money, which is a stupid plan. Like, no, you know what? I think for what he knows, it's a great fucking plan. Because he doesn't know about the whole yeah. operation yet. I don't know. Like, I see for, a facility like that, and I'm like, there's way too many guards here. I, I think if he had been awake for the transfer, he'd be like, this is a fucking mistake. But really, how many guards do they see in their time there? I guess. You know? I don't know. I, they, I, isn't there a lot of them, like, wheeling them out to the to the red light, green light? Uh, I mean, I, I really don't... Th- I think that uh, from what he's seen... It's a pretty good plan to get out, go grab his guys, and come back with a bunch of guns. Maybe not. It's maybe it's not the best plan, but I don't think it's a terrible plan. I don't think it's like why would you even well, think I, about okay, doing this? Okay, he guns down the guy driving the van. He has no idea where to go. I don't think he was planning on gunning him down. I think he was gonna like he's gonna take him hostage or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it seems kind of like a half baked plan. I will agree. It's half baked. I just I. I can, I guess I, I, I guess I can see why that would be like, oh, I've got all these fucking dudes with guns. I'm going to go grab them. We're going to take this place. All right. I, I, I just think it would have failed so, so terribly. Oh, yes. He gets sold out because we find out he racked up a small fortune in debt at a Filipino casino. The guys from the casino are coming after him. But the guy, the his underling is lackey or former lackey at that point. Um, you can tell the disrespect starts when he calls him Duck Sue because it's clear yeah. he's supposed to call him boss or, you know, show him more respect than that. And then he laughs and goes to get the car and Duck Sue just fucking brutally stabs this man to death. Again, another brutal scene in this episode, but he just just is as violent as you see in anything. And the guy's dead instantly. This is I I I, I sorry, I, I want to bring up. uh. This is a good spot, I think, to bring up. This entire series is directed by one person, written and directed by one person. Mm-hmm. All created, they did the entire thing, which is insane. That's, for people that, that don't know how big of a task that is, that's... Oh, it's huge. That's insanity. That's a, that is a crazy, crazy amount of work to put onto one person. The direction? Oh, my God. Like, I, the way... The way that entire scene plays out, I think, is just, again... Very impressive the way the he starts to stab the guy and then you get this shot of the guy crawling out of the car and and uh, the mobster guy crawling like crawling out of after him out of the car and then stabbing him. And I just uh, visual. I just I think it looks so impressive. I think the the way it's all laid out is is really, really good. And it's a good scene uh, action wise because. Yeah. Yeah. this is the most I like Doc Seuss character the whole the whole show because he yeah. stands up and he looks at him. He goes, hey, boys, welcome to Korea. Come and get me. And then he fucking <laughs> sprints and jumps off the fucking bridge. And I was like, that is so fucking cool, dude. Uh, Again, the way it's shot is so good where you, you have like it's not entirely a, a one take because there's a lot of there, there is a lot of cutting. But when it gets to a certain point. It's it's a shot of him and in the background you can see, like his face and in the background you can see the people that are coming after him. And then he starts to run off camera and the camera turns to follow him. Yeah. And it just it just holds on the side of the bridge as he runs directly towards it and then jumps over the edge. Yep. <laughs> like it's, yeah, so, it's so good. Cool. It's so cool. 
Uh, really well done. And it's crazy. You're right. It's crazy that this was written and directed by one man. Yeah, especially with sequences like this that are just that's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work. So we cut back to Sang Woo, who um, he gets into yeah. a bath in his clothes. Yeah, he was he was. He was planning to uh, He's planning to off himself, basically. Yeah, I, um, I, I read online that like. The the I guess it was like a hot plate or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that was for. So he's drinking, he's smoking, he's got the hot plate there, he's putting it off of himself. Before this, I believe he calls his mother. He does, yeah. Um, In a pretty it's a scene that I think is pretty funny, where she's like, yeah. oh, are you eating good? You know, typical mother stuff. And then a yeah. customer walks up, and she goes, hey, I have to go. And he goes, okay, you know, I'm going to be in America longer, blah, blah, blah. Which is lying, obviously. Yeah. And so then she's, like, dressing the fish or whatever she needs to do for this, or the squid or whatever it was for this this woman and she's telling her all about how proud she is of her son and oh and he went he went to this school and he's in america he went to SNU. and da, da 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 and then the woman sees a picture of him and says oh and he's handsome too is he single i know somebody i could hook him up with and she goes well he's a, he has pretty high standards and the woman's kind of like what the fuck like that was rude yeah and then early these cops walk in <laughs> Yeah. And they just go, hey, by the way, uh, we're, we're, we're here to arrest your son, Dinorius. <laughs> and the woman, like, instant vindication for that woman that she was just rude to, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 my, my question for you is this, what, do cops do this? Do they, like. I don't fucking know, dude. No, no, no. I, I just mean, like, it seems really unrealistic to me that the cops would walk up and tell her exactly what he's charged with. Like, I feel like normally um, don't cops go, hey, we're looking for your son. If you see him, please give us a call. That's what I see on, like, American television. Right. But also it's uh, maybe not the most reliable source of information. Maybe, maybe the cops <laughs> would go, by the way, he's he's like billions of dollars or billions of won in debt. Yeah. And he's he's wanted for fraud and all these things. So if you could, I, I just I just feel like, like it's, it's severe. His, it's not it's not like he ran a red light or something. Right. <laughs> you know? I just like, feel like his like telling his mother would be a bad play because she's probably going to hide him. Yeah, probably. Again, I, I, I have no idea. Anyway, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> and <laughs> he doesn't because there's a big loud knock on his door and the Squid Game card is slid into his door. And he goes, well, Ooh. shit, you know, I mean, better than killing myself, right? I mean, he doesn't say that, yeah. but that's the idea. So we're back to Gihan, our, our main character, our good friend, our lovable, lovable bastard. And he begs his buddy that we saw in the first episode for money. And it's clear that his buddy owns a little like little shop restaurant thing. And it's clear that his buddy's wife hates Gihan. Yeah. Because she's like, get inside right now. And then she's like, Gihan, you're you're not supposed to smoke in front of someone's establishment. And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry. And then um, he also goes and asks his ex-wife for money. And we get a little backstory here on Gihan that they touch on later in the series but uh, we find out he wasn't there for his daughter's birth because he had watched a co-worker die yeah um, I, I'm i not sure if you know this is what the writer is going for but there's something very poetic about the whole his his co-worker dying in front of him as, as his daughter is born mm-hmm. 
you know, one life leaving, one life entering or whatever. Right. But I'm not sure if that was specifically what they were going for, but I was thinking about it specifically this time through. But I just thought that was an interesting touch on his character, and I forgot about that line, and you know, because you, you learn more about it later, and I forgot about that line mm. until I rewatched it. I went, oh, interesting. They actually talked about this beforehand. Her current husband and his child and their other child show up, and he goes to leave, and the husband comes out and offers him the money he wants. And he goes, oh, thank you so much. You can tell it hurts his pride, but he goes, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I'll pay you back. And the guy goes, you don't need to. Just stay away from my family. Ooh. And Gihan just cocks, cold cocks him right in the face, dude. Just yeah. hits him. He says, you think money solves everything? And throws the money at him. And his daughter sees it. Uh, one of, the, I think, the most single crushing scenes in the entire show. Yeah. Just, That's just, just she's like, dad, why? And he's just like, yeah. oh, and, you know, I think to get to the point where Gihan would want to go back to this game, you really had to devastate him. And I think mm-hmm. between his mother's health, um, the cops not believing him and then not being able to get money and then punching this man in front of his daughter and losing control. I think that is just a huge, you know, motivation for all that stuff. And then the last thing he does, which he's outside of a gas station drinking, which apparently is a thing, and he sees zero zero one, and the old man sits down and has a drink with him, and they eat some, they eat some ramen. Do people eat ramen that way? Uh, I I hear college students eat ramen that way. That like the way he chews it, I'm like that's that seems yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like you'd yeah. bust a tooth. I don't know about that, but I definitely think it it looks kind of I, I hear that's very common. OK, well, uh, th- and yeah, not just you. like not just like in 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 South Korea. I hear like I I hear like American college students do that a Put lot. Some fucking water on it. What's wrong with you? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so 001 says to him, you know, I'm going back to the game. And he's like, what? Why would you, why would you do such a thing? And he says, everything they said is true. It's a worse hell out here. Mm-hmm. basically referring to everything all these characters have gone through not that he knows that but just thematically um yeah. everything all these characters have gone through and how they were right it is it is worse out here for for all of them um and it, it that's what really one of the things that really pushes gihan the last scene before we have the big scene of everybody waiting for the van is gihan's on his way home and he gets stopped by Junho, our our sexy cop man. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I, I missed a couple of scenes of Junho. You did, you did. Yeah, I, um... he's he's going to find. He he asks. Okay, well, I'll recap that. He goes back to the station to ask about Gihan because he's like, "What's the deal with this guy?" What, well, well, so so uh, what happens is he, we we see a scene of him of him driving and he's talking to presumably his parents about his brother going like not answering calls and stuff. So he goes to his brother's apartment. Uh, he gets let in there by like the landlady who's like, hey, your brother owes me money, by the way. And when he goes in, he finds the the card that right. he saw Gihan was using or had at the police station, at which point he goes back to the police station to find out about Gihan. Yes. So then he finds out about Gihan and then he meets Gihan outside his apartment. It's raining. He's an umbrella and he says, hey, I need you to help me. You said you, you this stuff happened, and he just says, "Hey, man, I made that story up." Because he's, he's so. This is right after he punched his his daughter's stepdad, mm-hmm. and um, 
and he just says, Hey, I really need your help. My brother's disappearing. He got this card just like you. And he, I, the, I believe the line, he says, why would you think I'd be any, I'd be any help to you right now? But the English mm-hmm. dub line was, and I actually kind of like it better was why would you think I'd be any of any use to anybody? Oh, fuck. And I, I like, I was like, yo, that line is actually really good. And uh-huh. it, I, I think it does convey what the original Korean was trying to say, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're implying like, why do you think I'd be of like help to you? Look at me, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And I really liked it. I was like that. I, I was like, that is a good line. Um, so he gets to his house and there's the card again saying, hey, return to the squid game, please. Uh, in less words than that. And <laughs> the card just says, hey, please return to the squid game. <laughs> you guys, you just. He enters his fucking house and just one of the dudes in the mask is standing in there. He's like, hey, I, I know this is kind of weird, but like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to like, we're getting back together, you know, class of class of 2021 reunion. So <laughs> if you want to come back, here's a card. Uh, we'd, we'd love to see you. We'd love yeah, to see you, you again. You know, when you get emails from the store you went to like a yeah. decade ago we and you give them your... miss you. Please come back to Squid Game. <laughs> uh, so anyway, to wrap up I the love... episode. <laughs> I love the idea of the organization being called the Squid Game. The Squid Game. Please come back to the Squid Game. The Squid Game, please. Um... <laughs> We we get a little montage of all the people we've met in this episode returning by waiting for their van. Uh, Ali, Songwoo, uh, 67, Duck Su, is that his name? Duck Su? Duck Su. Sure. Uh, 001, and then Gihan, and they all get in the van and uh, leave. But the cliffhanger of the episode, we find, is that number 67, who we still haven't learned her name yet, uh, was covering her face, so Which, she uh, did not get gassed. Is that how that works? There was a well, lot of was, gas in that car. She was holding her breath too, because they, they. Okay, they, yeah, yeah. She pulls her. She pulls her thing down that was covering her face and <gasps> breathes like that. Yeah. So it's implied that she was holding her breath, which she's she's very crafty and very um very true. I mean. We'll see in the next episode. She does some things that are almost like, could she really get away with this? Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that next episode. But anyway, this episode's a little different because it doesn't really have a game tied to it. Uh, we also see, we also see um, the cop in his car following. Oh yes, the cop, you're right, you're right. The cop follows one of the vans, uh, presumably but the I, one that has Gihan in it. Um, I, I, I had a thought watching the end of this episode and I wanted to raise it to you. Okay. And it, and it, it's kind of a twofold thought. Cause the first, uh, the first part is uh, what about the poor person who's been gassed like 10 times? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I thought about that too. Like, so this, Oh, you were, you were first on the, uh, on the list. So <laughs> yeah, hey, we like, got, <laughs> it's like the worst version of, um, <laughs> Of you're ordering like DoorDash and like, oh, we got to drop <laughs> off another order first before we yeah. get to you. <laughs> like, so, so that was my first thought. My second thought, it, 
is what if you were the first person the second time? <laughs> so you get there and you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you're just like, ugh. <laughs> like, I bet, like, I bet that gas doesn't make you feel very good when you wake up. And, and, I, and I, I bet doing it five or six times is really bad, you know? Yeah, it's probably not good uh, for me. And can you imagine the second time through being back? You're like, can you, can you, can you go pick up the others first and, like... <laughs> Come back and get me. Yeah, can I be at last? <laughs> I just I was thinking about that at the end. Oh man, yeah, you're I just, saying that I, there's no. Yeah, I just I just saw an article that says that here's the headline: Squid Game creator disses LeBron James after he criticized the <laughs> show's ending. This. Have you seen Space Jam Two? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, sorry, LeBron. I think you lost that one, Buster. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Have you Boy. seen Space Jam Two? Hang on a minute. Hang on a second. Space Jam Two has Don Cheadle in it. I don't know. I I haven't seen know, Space Jam Two. I don't know if it's good or not. Neither have I. But by by I'm virtue of having, not. but man, it has Don Cheadle in it. I, I do mean, love Don Cheadle. Emmy nominated Don Cheadle, nominated for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> he was in the he was in the show for like two minutes. Emmy nominated. Really? really? Yeah. I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, he got nominated. It was either best guest star or best. It must have been best guest star. Anyway, because anyway. it can't have been supporting character. Anyways, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Back sorry. to the episode. No, it's my fault. I derailed this. <laughs> so this episode doesn't necessarily have like a game. It's a little bit of a different episode compared to the rest of them. Most of them have a game of some kind or, or something where we can call an MVP, right? But if you if you had to name an MVP of this episode, not necessarily of a game, but of this episode, who who would you give it to? Ooh, um Dude, uh, it's 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 uh 067. Is that is that uh, yep. her number? Yep. Oh, it's 067, dude. It's totally the what she does to that 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 dude that uh, he's gonna help her find a broker for the defecting. Mm. Is really, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's my favorite. And what she does to, to Gihan earlier in the episode, she just she has just such an interesting like. This is gonna sound weird, but she has such an interesting face. And what I mean by that is like, she's like so good at emoting you know mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. not emoting like just yeah. she, she could not give a shit about what you're saying but then when there's something like she's pouring the hot coffee on you and she has the knife in the neck yeah. you know she's like she you can, you can see like the fury in her eyes you know yeah and, and yeah. she gets to do a lot of really good acting in this series but she she's just uh so interesting to me she's such she's she, I, I think she does such a great job on the show um i agree is she my MVP of this episode, though? I don't know. I, I might have to give it to Duck Sue because I really like the welcome to Korea. Like that shit. Like <laughs> that shit. And it's the his his dub voice actor is so funny, too. Like he's like this. Like he's got this like scratchy yeah. voice. Like it's like yeah. it's the stereotypical what you would expect, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so like he's welcome to Korea like that. And it's just like it's so good that he just sprints for the bridge and jumps. Um, I, I might give it to him this episode because I don't think he stands a chance in any other episode to me. So 
This will be his moment in the sun. And just to make sure that I, I the notes I'm keeping are right, last episode we agreed that it was the old man, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Okay. okay. Because he, he, I mean, he literally yeah. carried red light, green light with his carried skill. Carried you know? it, bro. He carried, carried it on his back. On his back. Well, as he crawled through the dirt like yeah. a worm. Without him, no one would have survived. Everybody no, would have no. panicked and died. Uh, I and uh, God, the way he moves in that scene is burned in the yeah. mind. I know <laughs> I can see it right now. It's like the two, <laughs> the one foot comes down first, and yeah. the second one, and his hands are like I, that. That is so burned into my head. I yeah. love it. I might get it's a really tattooed good. on me. It's on my back, big old back piece, because it's glorious. I'd pay to see it. Also, I will mention too because I know I, I I've been meaning to talk more about the dub when when we talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. His dub voice is literally like Master Splinter. <laughs> oh yeah, oh like it's so like <laughs> it's so funny to me. Like the dub is so funny. It's like they just it's like they dubbed it like an anime. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like a real show, which. I know it could feel like that with real shows sometimes, like uh, live action, where it's like, because their mouths are moving differently from whatever. But like this just feels like dubbed like an anime. Like it's just I I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's really I I actually like it. It's not how I'd suggest people would watch it. I think Look, sub man. is is the better way, but dub is funny. If you're I'm, watching uh, it for a second time, try dub. You know, you know, I, I, man. I... I'm I'm gonna let you sit on that one. I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna pull you out of the ditch, dude. I'm not gonna compare yeah, to real fine. shows. Uh, you know I I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna let the anime fans come after you. You know that, I'm that's not gonna, fine. Hey, listen, I, like I'm not saying anime's bad. Yeah, you know you're just saying that it's not like real shows. <laughs> no, what I meant was like live action, real. That's what I meant, not animation. <laughs> No, dude. Don't, I'm, don't don't change what I said. Fucker. I'm sure the I'm sure the all the my hero fans know exactly what you said, Mike. Oh, they're gonna they, they, the Demon they, Slayer boys. They're they're still they're, in their mother's basements, dude. I don't care what they have to say. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys are all nice people. Don't be mad at me. Um, uh, is there, is there anything else we normally do with an episode? I don't remember. You, we would give like again, like you said, we'd give our strategy on how we'd play the game, but there is no game. So, um, oh, and, and we I already kind of so. said like, hey, if this was us, we would go back to the game, right? Like if I if I'm if I'm Gihan, I'm going back to the game. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Gihan or any of these characters, I'm going back to the game. Now, if it was me, I I'm I'm lucky enough to to have a life where I don't think I'd 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 feel the need to go back to the game. But also, I feel like they obviously have to be targeting these people because they know that they would be desperate enough if push came to shove to stay. I guess thinking about it, Ali's the only one where I'm like, couldn't you have just gone with your wife? I guess it depends on how much money there was in that in that envelope. Yeah. He's the only oh, yeah. one where I'm questioning it slightly. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell without like knowing how much money was in the envelope. True. I kind of imagine it's probably not a lot. Enough to get him out of there, but not not more than that, huh? Yeah, and probably not enough to like <clears throat> live after. Where can people where can people find you? You know, I, what, what's the what's the Twitters and stuff? My name is Mike, and you can follow me on Twitter at I don't fucking remember. 
Hold on. I think it's Spike. At Spike Getty Bros. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, the official Twitter of me and my brother, and we do Twitch streams and and some report podcasts about Kingdom Hearts and other things. Um, the, the like Sean said earlier, the Discord is in the description if you want to join and come hang out. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash Super Spaghetti Bros, where we stream multiple times a week, all kinds of different games, and we have a lot of fun. Sean, where can people find you? You guys can find me on the internet uh, doing a lot of stuff, and, and it's all it's all located on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. Uh, if you're really into books, and, and Brandon Sanderson in specifically, in, in specifically, in particular, I got a lot of stuff I'm working on in that realm. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. And, and you should, you should come, come talk to me about that kind of stuff or star Wars or like Marvel or kingdom hearts, whatever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I, I got layers. I'm a complex person. You are, you are very complex. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. I just a little distracted. I had Twitter open cause I had to look at my, my handle and right now hashtag yeah. poopy pants Biden is trending. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I had I had uh, <laughs> look at the what that was about. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to uh, our fun uh, podcast. I hope you like it. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, we're doing every Sunday, so our first two episodes released today, one and two, and then um, next week Sunday we will have episode three, which is called "The Man with the Umbrella." And so I hope you guys will please look forward to that. And Sean, is there anything else we need to say? I believe the way we end this is uh, we bring up we bring up rule number three. The podcast may be terminated if the majority agrees. So uh, what, what do you yeah, say? Let's like, terminate I agree. this episode. The episode terminated. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, I'm not a moon watcher myself, so. No, no. Captain America might be up there, though. What, what, is, what is that meme? Uh, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, they were like, did you hear Captain America's on the moon? Like some crazy person. Oh, see, I don't remember that in that show. <clears throat> That's yeah. why I didn't understand it was like, the meme. I thought they were like, like referencing a the Avengers game, and I was like, what the fuck? Nah, nah. It's just like a one-off line where someone's like, people think Captain America's on the moon, and it's mm. like, That's crazy <laughs> yeah that's weird why would he be on the moon i don't know he's probably on his on a private island in the caribbean with um tupac and elvis dude i i was gonna say did you see him at the end game that dude's dead <laughs> that dude that guy that guy did not live long after the end of end game that's he looked probably, like he was ready to fall